Uh, it's Gardening Talk back on 2NURFM. Greg Richard here, joined by Scott Sharp. Scott, great to see you once again. It's like riding a bike, this, isn't it? It certainly is. We sort of stumbled, almost fell off then, but <laughs> we're back on there. We're pedalling furiously. We're back on the boats. Everything's all right. Yes. What do you got for us today, Scott? Well, I thought uh, we'll talk about the rain. Yep. We can do that. That's, that's a good thing. Oh, it's a good conversation starter. Great. If we're at a party, what are you going to talk about? The weather? Exactly. Let's, first first thing. Let's do that. Oh, geez, we need the rain, don't we? Oh, yeah, but oh, we're getting a bit too much, though, aren't we? <laughs> uh, I thought we'd talk about a succulent called Donkey's Tail and another great uh, plant called the Bat Plant. Oh, the Bat Plant. The Bat Plant, yes. I'll wait for later. Okay, I'll swoop on down. And we've got Antoinette from Maitland, and she wants to find a Donkey's Tail. Antoinette, how can we help you? to find it's a form of a succulent and called donkey's tail. I was wondering if you know if you've got it available or is it, does it exist in nurseries? Or? Oh, look, it, it certainly does exist. Uh, look, most good uh, garden centres should have them. Uh, look, succulents have become much more uh, popular over time. Uh, very much so, oh, yes. Haven't and they? We, I, I remember mm-hmm. five, you know, seven years ago, you'd be lucky to get, you know, a bit of aloe vera in a nursery. Exactly. It was sort of passe, wasn't it? But yeah. now I think uh, people so where do you think that I might be able to get it for her oh look I'll just jump on the phone ring ring a, a, you know your independent garden centres they should be able to help you out uh, just ask for donkey's tail succulents and uh, you know if they've got them they should be able to tell you that they uh, okay yeah. alright well thank you very much for your help and all the best I enjoy listening to your program okay thanks very much yeah. for that okay bye 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 cheers Antoinette we've got Keith from North Lampton he's got a question about cobbler's corn wow I'm, I'm interested tell us about it Keith um, hi, um, I've grown some corn this year and it just didn't have any cobs on it. It's come to flower and everything, but there's just no cobs whatsoever. Uh, we can blame the weather, I suppose, but uh, I feel as if it might be a lack of something previous to that in the garden, in the soil. Yeah, so look, I, I'm thinking it's probably going to be potassium because the you know the cob of the uh, corn is actually the flower, you know, the, the, uh, coming out. So. And they're the seeds, obviously, so I think that's probably going to be a problem that you might need some potassium in the soil. But, mate, look, we've had so many callers in the last few weeks just saying, this didn't flower, this didn't fruit, what's going on here? And I think it is down to the, uh, you know, the weather that we've had. It's just been so dry for plants. Uh, you know, my uh, I, I sort of pulled up out in front of my place the other day, and I've got some golden rabinias out in front of my place in uh, on the street. And I looked at them, and I sort of thought... What's going on? It's not winter yet. They'd almost lost all of their leaves. And I think, you know, so many plants are just stressed because it was so dry. You know, the water table must have dropped. And uh, look, I I think that's probably going to be what's happened to your corn. Uh, Mm. But, you know, nevertheless, uh, you can still get potassium and start adding that to the soil. It's never going to hurt. Uh, and next year, uh, yeah, yeah, and start doing that now, mate. Uh, look, at it, it'll help any plant, any flowering plant that you've got. Uh, tomatoes, uh, you know, eggplants, whatever uh, you want to try. Tomatoes are yeah. dead loss this year. Yeah, look, and, and again, <laughs> I think, it, yeah, just the weather again, mate. Mm, mm. Yeah. I also had a, a problem with grapes. Um, the they um, matured, and then when they were just about to ripe, they all sort of shriveled up and stuff, but that could be a disease in that one. Yeah, now that that could actually be a, a fungal disease that grapes yeah. get. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, to keep that under control, you need to get a fungicide of some sort, usually uh, copper, 
you know, copper oxychloride is the way to go, uh, or you can use Mancozeb Plus as well. And you tend to spray that when you actually see the little flowers, uh, you know, forming and those little tiny little green grapes forming. That's when you need that to spray. That was the next question, when do you spray? But the leaves don't seem to be too bad, or a little bit of fungal on there, but yeah. that doesn't worry. But uh, no, I just sort of, as I say, they... The grapes themselves formed, and then they sort of shrivel up. They got absolutely hardly nothing this year. Yeah, look, uh, I'm no wine expert, <laughs> but apparently that's how they make. You know, you get dessert wine, botrytis. Apparently, they leave it to ripen on there, and if it gets a bit sort of fungally, they don't worry about it, and that's why it has that really weird sort of sherry type oh, taste. Isn't it? No, I wouldn't know about that. But anyway, <laughs> oh, we're Greg and I might go. Greg and I might go and do a tour of the uh, vineyards next weekend. Just, just to double check. Just on double it. check on those things. Yeah. Yeah, right, uh, thank you. Okay, Keith, good on you, mate. Bye. Thank you. It, it's Gardening Talk back on 2 and you are FM. If you've got a question for Scott Sharp, four nine two one six two one six. We've got Judy from Artington, and she needs a bit of help with her lemon tree. How can we help you with it, Judy? Hi, Scott. Yeah, I have a lemon tree and a lime tree in uh, pots, and I've been using a, a water-retaining mulch, and now I've got these bright yellow mushrooms appearing in the soil. Yeah. I'm just wondering if... They're obviously very poisonous. I'm just wondering if they're going to affect the fruit on the tree, whether we can still eat the fruit. Yeah, look, I wouldn't be too concerned about that. Uh, the only thing, uh, yeah, look, don't don't be worried about that. Uh, you know, mushrooms uh, like that is only if you actually ingest them. It's you know, it's not the '60s anymore or the '70s, so don't go uh, taking those mm-hmm. in. Um, but look, I wouldn't be concerned. Now, the way to get rid of them, it, it can be quite easy to get rid of them. You can actually uh, mix up like a vinegar solution uh, mm-hmm. in, in water if you want to, and water that around the plant, or Probably uh, you could get, uh, we are just talking uh, before to Keith from Northlampton, you can get copper oxychloride or Mancozeb Plus. They're fungicides and you can actually mix those up in the watering can and water those down into the soil as well. And that will certainly kill all the fungal spores for you. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, but yeah, just just pick them out and uh, and then use either your vinegar mixture or, uh, or one of those uh, fungicides to get rid of them permanently. All right, thank you for your help. Okay, thanks for that, Judy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've got to be careful with the mushrooms, don't you? You do have to be careful with the mushrooms. You can't just go into any field and pick them and, and pick away. And pick away and have a taste, no. That's a shame. Yeah. So you have to, so you have to know what you're doing, essentially, be, you, to be a mushroom hunter. Yes, to be a mushroom expert. Actually, I remember someone a couple of years ago was doing it like a PhD on mushrooms and called us up and, and spoke. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 that was very interesting. Yeah. I can't remember their name. No, I, I have no idea. And I, I hope she's finished a PhD after a couple of years as well. But, uh, yeah, mushrooms are... Yeah, you just can't go and willy-nilly pick them. I think they can, um, you know, have uh, very strange effects, effects, hallucinogenic effects, right. um, uh, gastronomical effects, and um, make you very sick. So, so picking mushrooms is like, what's the other one that they get pigs to pick? Uh, I'm not sure about that, but I'd just be going. No, pigs don't pick them, but they like sniff for them. Oh, truffles! Yes, that's truffles. The one. Ah, yes, yes, yeah. I've Dem- never had a truffle. No, I think I've had something shaved with truffle. It's a very sort of mushroomy. Uh, sort of taste to it. Mm. But, yeah, but look, I'd definitely just stick to uh, either the fine dining restaurant for some truffles or the uh, supermarket or your greengrocer for mushrooms. Don't go picking them yourself. Don't go picking yourself. No. Or learn how to become a mushroom hunter. Yes. So I, do a, I don't yeah. think that's a thing, but I'm well, making it up. do a PhD in mushroom hunting. <laughs> so we've got Anne from Maitland. And Scott, she's got a question about aluminium plants. And how can we help you? Or aluminium oh, plants. Yeah. Um, look, my daughter and I both bought an aluminium plant a couple of weeks ago yes. for indoors. And 
both in like different houses, obviously, and both of them, the ends of the leaves are turning brown and curling up, and it's not look, they're not looking very healthy. What would be the yeah. problem, do you think? Okay, so I'll ask you a couple of questions. Have you got the... Uh, how, how sort of dark is uh, your, your place? Um, not too dark. I've been... In the last week or so, I have been making sure the blinds are open more often. It was just with those hot days, you'd like to keep it a bit darker. Yeah, yeah. Um, and my daughter's, it's fairly light as well. Okay, and how about watering on them? Because now the thing with aluminium plants, they are a very, very fleshy sort of plant, and if you overwater them, like having them sitting in a saucer of water, that's when they'll start to go a bit funny. You know, they'll start to blacken off on the tips. Uh, even their leaves will just rot off, uh, you know, at the stem yeah. uh, in, in junction, uh, junction, and they'll just fall off. So, uh, yeah, is, uh, how much are you watering it? Well, we the, the information came with it to, said to water sparingly, mm-hmm. so we were both doing that. But we both found when we gave them a drink, a good drink the other day, they both perked up a little bit. Okay. Um, but they're certainly not sitting in a, a saucer of water or anything. Okay, so like you might have just been, you know, perhaps a little touch too sparing uh, with the watering yeah, in right. that case. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, a way to do it is you know take it to the sink and give it a water and just let it run through. Don't have it sitting in a, a saucer of water. And once the water's finished running through, then put it back to where you had it. Okay. Uh, yeah. So the, yeah, just don't let it sit in a saucer of water, and maybe just you know water it, uh, you know, two, you know, twice a week, something like that. Just to, okay. Uh, so you think probably it was the light, uh, the water more than the light causing yeah, look, the problem? Yeah, I would think so. I was just going to say if you had it, you know, for a couple of weeks in a very dark spot, uh, and you were still watering it as normal, well, obviously you know the plant can't photosynthesize, so mm. uh, you know it can't you know use up that water. So it just sort of sits there and goes a bit mushy. The plant gets you know obviously sick. Uh, when you do it that way. So, uh, look, some nice light, uh, you know, a couple of times a week with the watering, but times. don't let it sit in a saucer of water. Okay, we'll do. Okay, okay. thanks very much for that, Scott. Thank you. You're right. bye Aluminum, aluminium? Aluminium plant. Okay, we're Aussie here, aren't we? We're not American. Yeah, no, we're not American. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> not aluminum, aluminium. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, thanks. Bye. bye. <laughs> well, we've got Thelma from Raymond Terrace now. And she's got a question about red clavias. Clavia, clivia, we can say that either way as well. Clivia, really? Yeah, yeah well, yeah. apparently it's from Lady Clive, though. Thelma, how can we help you? Well, all of a sudden, hello, Scott. I didn't say hello. No, that's Sorry. all right, though. No. Um, Let's not stand sudden, on ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden, we, we've got our clavias on the south side of the house, so they're not in direct sun or anything, and they've been thriving. And all of a sudden, this year... For some reason, I went out there one day and it looked like somebody had jumped in the middle of them and broke them off. But we found that they're sort of rotting at the bottom and we're not watering them too much. Mm. Actually, they don't get a lot of water at all. It's strange. Okay, Thelma, did someone jump in the middle of them and break them off? I don't think okay. so. Okay, I just thought oh, we better get that one out of the out of the way. Just no, make, just I make sure. So. I thought it, I thought somebody might have, but as the root system's gone, Bob just said. Ah, okay. So, the, so it sounds like they've had some sort of fungal disease, but that's really strange considering how uh, you know non. Well, it's been humidish, but we haven't had a great deal of rain. Have you got a watering system going there, or are you just watering them when no, you think about it? No, just watering them every now and again. 
Yeah, look, and, and clippers are really, really tough plants. I've seen them dug out of the ground and sort of sitting, uh, you know, in a shady spot, you know, for two or three weeks and they still won't die. Um, but stick them in the sun, that's when they burn off and they're, and they're very unhappy. You've got them in the right spot on the south side of the house. Uh, yeah. Look, and the other thing they can get is a little caterpillar which sort of goes along and just completely destroys the leaves and leaves almost a skeleton. But that doesn't sound like you've had that either. So what I'd do is I would head off to your local garden centre and there's a uh, product called Foss Acid, uh, which is a systemic fungicide. Uh, There used to be Fungarid as well, um, if someone's got some of that left, but uh, Foss Acid is probably the one you want. And mix that up in the watering can and just start watering that down through the soil because they can get a fungal disease on their root system, which which does exactly what you're describing to me. One's completely gone, Bob was just saying, and up the other end of the garden there's another one, and it's going now. Yeah, so I'd definitely go and and grab some of that foss acid. Hang on. Yeah, that's all right. So, yeah. Foss acid's a systemic fungicide. Um, It's actually absorbed in through the leaves of the plant and through the uh, root system of the plant. Excellent. Yeah. Okay, can we help you any more with that, Thelma, or...? I'll just let Bob tell you. I can't understand what he's saying. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> yes, Bob. Yeah, Bob. How are you? Yeah, good, yes. mate. Uh, they're uh, the coloured ones. Ones are, uh, are are red. The other ones are cream. Yes. And um, there's the plain ones are there, and they seem to be all right. It's just the coloured ones that they're at. Yeah, the common ones. Common. The common. The common ones that's attacking, is it? No, no they were uh, Oh, okay, yeah, they, they might just be a bit older and, and tougher than, uh, you know, some of the new hybrids that are out there. But definitely you yeah. need that systemic fungicide. So, yeah, head off to your local garden centre and uh, ask them about uh, a systemic fungicide and that should work for you. And we've got Sue from Belford and she's got a question about the asparagus. How can we help you, Sue? Good afternoon. Um, I was given an asparagus plant and I stuck it in my garden and now I've got this really big bushy Planned, and I don't know what to do with it. How do I go about finding asparaguses? Do I have to chop it back? Um, I don't know. There is a thing out there called asparagus fern. No, no, it's a proper asparagus. Okay, I was going to say because I hope someone hasn't darted you there and given you the asparagus fern because that's um, that's not a really nice one to have in your garden, unfortunately. Not in the veggie garden, no. No, no. So, yeah, so you've just, it sounds like you've got an asparagus plant in that case, hopefully, fingers yes. crossed and all those sort of things. Uh, so you're just waiting for the spears to come up out of the ground, are you? Well, yes, but it's it's really big and it's really bushy. So do I have to dive in underneath it to find the asparagus or, I don't know. I've Googled it and all the pictures I see, the spears are just there Picking up all by themselves. Yeah, yeah, that they should be. So, how long ago was it that you actually uh, put this in? Oh, three, four years ago. Oh, that long ago. Ah, okay. Uh, Yeah, I I don't know that I've got an answer for that one for you. I was thinking you might have only just had it in, you know, for six months or so. And then I'd say, well, usually with asparagus, it takes, you know, like a year, uh, you know, to start getting uh, proper uh, spears coming up out of the ground. That sounds really unusual. You um, aren't able... I was going to say, you aren't able to send us a a photograph of that uh, at some point in time. I can do that, yes. uh, You have to to send it to our email address. and uh, Greg is... uh, Which is gardening at 2NURFM.com. Gardening at... 2NURFM.com. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. If we could have a look at that, uh, we might be able to help you out a little bit better with it. 
Okay, well, yeah, I'll yeah. go and take a photo with provided they don't get too wet. Yeah, well, I was going to say, if you, you know, put the gum boots on, but if you don't want that. Actually, I was at a <laughs> uh, local sporting goods store the other day and I found some, like, waders, which would be quite handy today. Very waders, handy today. Yeah. yeah, like if you want to go into the, you know, trout fishing or something yeah. like that. So, yeah, very, very handy right. today. Did you buy them? <laughs> No, my daughters were there and I stuck them on and sort of came out from behind somewhere and they were just horribly embarrassed about me. <laughs> That's not oh, unusual. So. <laughs> so, okay, Sue, if you could email us a picture of that, uh, we'll try and help you out with it. Okay, thank you. Okay, I'll do on. that now. Thank you. Okay, bye. 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 Cheers, thanks, Steve. Do you reckon it could be a fern? Ooh, I was quietly thinking that towards the end when she's sort of saying it's all ferny and, yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. But uh, hopefully we'll see this pitch picture and uh, be able to work it out for it yeah yeah if it only been there for three months or six months i'd say well look at you know the the clump isn't big enough yet and it takes a year or so before you can start getting your asparagus out of there yeah um but uh yeah and as far as three years three years that sounds like quite some time doesn't it yeah Yeah. to to not have anything coming out yeah she might have had uh, or she just got one dud asparagus plant yeah, look, people come in and say that to you. Oh, I've got this dud plant. I, I don't know. Is there really such thing as a, as a dud plant out there? I, I don't agree with that. Nature's nature. Fair enough. Yeah, I think it's usually, you know, the situation you've got it in, what you're feeding it, uh, you know, the climate for the time, you know. I don't know that you can sort of alter DNA of a plant and make something a dud or not. It's not like you buy a car that's a lemon. Well, it's not like on the island of Dr. Moreau or anything? or No, no, nothing like that. We've got Padma from a window. And Scott, she's got some advice about how to successfully grow asparagus. Fantastic. Yeah. Help us out. Give us a, send us a lifeline. <laughs> I got the asparagus. I'm growing my bees eight, nine years. Yes. I got the asparagus from Garden Express. Mm-hmm. The roots ones, you know, you don't get the plants. Sometimes plants one don't get the fru- uh, asparagus. You get the roots one from Garden Express I got from Melbourne. And that one, I'll leave it for one year, six months. Yes. And it grows, the fan type will grow, and let it grow better. After that, in winter, they die back. They get all, re- all the tree plants go bent and brown gets. Then I take it off. And after that, after winter, then in spring comes, then you can start the asparagus come back. Now, do and you, at that time, you pick the asparagus. Do you, do you feed it anything, Padma? I feed with the cow manure and everything. Okay. I feed natural things. I don't like artificial things because I'm allergic with the things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, we, might, we might put uh, cow manure up on the whiteboard as, as a possible yeah. way to get, uh, yeah. to get uh, Sue's asparagus plant uh, fruiting yeah. for her. Okay, yeah. thank you very much for that, Padma. We and appreciate it's so, it. It's so sweet. You can pick it up from the garden. Same time, you can eat like bean. Ah, it's Greg, very tasty. Greg's drooling here. He like loves when asparagus. You, when you buy from the shops, they don't taste like that when you grow your own. Mm, okay. Okay, yeah. so we've got cow manure up on the yeah. whiteboard. Thank you very yeah. much for that. Appreciate and I it. Have a good, I get the good garden soil from the Cherry Road Nursery. That's yes. why I build up with my garden. And that's the way my veggies, everything grows so good. Okay. Thank that's you. the way I should be doing, you know? Thank you very much for that. Appreciate it. Okay, thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Cheers, thanks, Pablo. We've got Tanya as well, and she's got advice about asparagus. They're all coming out of this the... Is, this is great. They're all coming out of the asparagus dirt, I guess. Yes, out of the woodwork. Work, yes. yes. Okay. I'll get my coat. Yeah. Tanya, how can, we, uh, how can you help us? Hi. Um, yes, I'm just responding, as you said, about the asparagus dilemma, and my husband and I grow asparagus ourselves. Mm-hmm. 
and we find that um, uh, your previous callers might not die down over winter, but ours does, and then we cut it right back. Yeah. Um, and we actually cover it with mulch. The crown, we cover it with mulch over winter. Yes. And then in, in the spring, once sort of, for us, we have frosty weather, but once the frosts are gone and the spears start coming up, um, that's when you can cut them off. Um, but the ferny growth is quite normal. But the way that you described it, ours are probably a metre high um, with the, the ferny green foliage, and um, that helps to feed the crown. So as it dies back, you cut it back, give it a mulch, uh, let it go over winter, watch as the spears start to come up and then just cut them because uh, once you let the spears go, that's when they develop into that ferny foliage. So I wonder why after three years, though, Suze hasn't, hasn't grown uh, very much. She may not have done anything to it. It's possible that she's just let it go and go and go. And if it's mm. so last, this foliage, she may not be seeing the spears come up from the centre of the crown until they turn into foliage. Okay, now this so is... she may have to go fossicking around at the bottom okay. um, just to see if they're already poking their heads up. Okay, and look, Sue's probably, where Sue is in Belford, she wouldn't be getting, uh, you know, like heavy frosts like where you are up in Inverell. So that might be the no, case that she's no. never cut it back, yeah. It's possible. And we also feed ours with a mixture of cow manure and stinging nettle. Ah, so there we go. Cow manure has got two up on the on the whiteboard then. That's very good. Oh, yeah. We have some lovely fragrant bins full of a mixture <laughs> of cow manure, stinging nettle and water. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> fantastic. Far away from the house. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks for uh, that, Tanya. Hopefully that helps. Appreciate okay. it very much. Thank you. You're welcome. And... And look, and the, the, with the marvellous intersection of technology of radio and the internet here, yep. Sue has actually sent through a picture to my laptop. Right. And we can see it here. And, and it looks like Sue's asparagus crown or, or her plant is fairly overgrown, I would say. It's up in a raised garden bed. So uh, listening to what Tanya had to say then, I think uh, Sue should probably cut it back uh, in winter this year and see what happens. Can you cut it back now? Uh, I'd be too impatient. I'd be out there. Well, it sounds like what Tanya said, and it's, and it's right, it's actually still feeding the crown and under the ground at this point in time. So I think in winter, probably give it a, a you know, really good cutback. Uh, in the raised garden bed, it would be leaching out any fertiliser as well. So you probably would be uh, fine giving it some cow manure up in there and give it a good old feed on uh, you know, in, in, during winter. So I think that might be the answer for you, Sue, if you're still out there with our marvellous intersection of email and, and radio here. It's brilliant. We have all these people coming in. Oh, it is. It's great, isn't it? It's nearly replaced. Well, yes. I mean, switch me me off in a little while if you want to. We've got Margaret from Salamander Bay, and she's got a question about ginger. Hey, Margaret, how can we help you? Oh, Scott, good afternoon. Um, I've just moved to another unit, and I've got a small garden out the back, and um, whoever was in here before has planted a ginger plant. Mm. And it, I know it's a noxious weed, and I'm trying to get rid of it, but I'm trying very gently to do it. I've only poured boiling water over it. I've lopped it all down to ground level, but it's a rhizome, isn't it? It, it spreads. It, it does, yes, it does. Uh, yeah, I've got one bunch that uh, um, the stalks are about, oh, what would it be, about a foot high. Yeah. In my language, yes, I'm an older person. <laughs> no, I, I, and, I'm uh, on the cusp. I can understand both. I think Greg's looking and, at me. It's about 30 yeah, centimetres. and it's oh, run okay, right from up. that one across to the wall yeah. about three feet, 
and there's another clump coming up there. Um, I've, as I said, I've poured hot water on it. I've tried a bit of salt, um, and I've actually got the fork down under it, but I can't lift the wretched things. Yeah. I... Is there any way that you can tell me that I can get rid of it that, or spray it or... I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's driving me nuts. I want to get rid of it. <laughs> I don't reckon the salt nor the boiling water. Uh, no, that was very gentle. <laughs> good in medieval times, uh, but uh, oh, I, I'm not if, that old. If you're protecting, if you're protecting the castle, but I uh, know oh, I never said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got a tipperina or a, a lasciander, whatever it is, yeah. um, right next to it. And I was thought, you know, I've been very gentle. I didn't want to upset that. It's yeah. so But I think the rhizomes would uh, be very much entangled with the, with the roots of the tipachina. Yeah, look, they, they probably are. So the best way for you to get rid of it is going to be to spray it. Uh, so mm-hmm. you need to use Roundup, you know, Zero, Glyphosate. It's all, you know, one of the same. But you're going to oh, have to okay. Be, yeah, you're going to have to be very careful about that because your tipachina is so close by. Now, yeah. did you, you said that the, you've got some green leaves up there from the ginger at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so you need to spray that, uh, yeah. and that will be absorbed down into the rhizome, and it should kill that off. Now, don't be, you know, sort of put off if it doesn't do it, uh, you know, on your first attempt. It might yeah. be one of those things you have to give, you know, a number of attempts to. So when mm-hmm. you see it coming back up green again, then go give it another spray, wait a few weeks, it might, you know, a little bit less will come up, yeah. and spray that again. But that's yeah. really going to be the only way that you'll get rid of it. Oh, okay. There are, um, as I said, it runs about three feet across from the two clumps, and in between that three feet, <coughs> pardon me, there's rhizomes that are only oh, about three inches above the soil. Mm-hmm. I, would I spray them as well? Uh, so you can actually see the rhizome, can you? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I've, if you, I've cut well, some right down. If you can dig those out, that that's usually the best way of getting rid of it. But oh, yeah, I know, but yeah. I, that's what I said. I tried with the fork, and I can't. Okay, yeah. Uh, I can lift them, but um, other than that, you know, I suppose with a lot of hard work, I could do it. Yeah. Or well, don't just spray the don't spray the rhizome if it's just sitting there on the soil. Wait till some green growth comes out of it, and then spray that. And that's what it's it's actually absorbed in through. Oh, okay, yeah. so it'll go from the leaf down the stem. That's what it'll do, yeah. Down yeah. the stalk, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Okay, Scott, I okay. hope I don't have to ring you back again. <laughs> oh, well, look, Greg, he's, he's already, you know, he's got a shovel in his hand. He's ready to come to your place, Margaret, and dig that out. I, okay. I, look, I, I will come and supervise him doing that because I'm not sure. <laughs> if need be. If need be, if need be. Hopefully the poison works first. I don't want to see a young man like this sweating too hard. Oh, no, no, I wouldn't like to do that, no. Uh, okay, I'll get the round up then, Scott. Okay, good on you, mate. Okay, okay. thanks very much Margaret. for your help, okay. mate. Bye. Bye-bye. I'm likely to put a back out or something. <laughs> what, your back or? Oh, yeah, my back. <laughs> it's Gardening Talk back on 2 and URFM. We've got Don from New Lambton, and he's got a question about passion fruit. How can we help you, Don? Uh, good afternoon. Um, passion fruit, we've let go wild. It's growing over a tree and all sorts of stuff. We're going to take the tree out uh, as soon as the passion fruit stops. Um, well, it has already stopped fruiting. But what we want to know is, is it a good idea to prune that passion fruit right back or is that not a good idea with a passion fruit? I'm thinking that either pull the thing, the whole thing out or prune it back really hard and hopefully the already established root system will get it going again. Yeah, look, it should come back and do that. It just depends what you mean by, you know, how hard you're going to prune it back. Uh, you know, you wouldn't prune it back to, you know, down below the fence level or something like that. Uh, 
you still want, you know, a fair bit of green growth on there. Right, so as long as I leave a reasonable amount of green growth, and it should take off again when, when it's time to go again next year. Yeah, absolutely, it will. Or later this year. It will, yeah. 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 All right, okay. okay, good okay. on you, Don. Thanks very much. Okay, good luck with it, mate. Cheers, bye-bye. Cheers, Don. I think we've got time for possibly one more caller. One more? Well, we've got, it's Beverly from Raymond Terrace, and she's got a question about the navel orange. Okay, no more navel gazing. Let's get on with it. How can we help you, Beverly? <laughs> Hello. Yes, how can we help you? Uh, well, I've got a beautiful navel orange tree in my yard, and it's been absolutely beautiful, and the oranges are beautiful, but last year they all fell off the tree with a mould on them. And I thought, oh, so all I was doing was raking up these oranges. But this year, it's absolutely covered with lovely little green navel oranges. So I'm hoping the same thing doesn't happen. Yeah, look, it can happen. And that's called anthracnose, what you've had there. And it, uh, it just covers the, uh, the skin of the orange. It actually still tastes all right inside, believe it or not. Uh, sorry, melanose is what I was going to say, not anthracnose. That's a mango disease. Uh, had mangoes on the mind then. Yeah, so you've got done melanose with that one. Uh, but it, you actually treat it the same way. You need to go and get a fungicide, uh, either yeah. copper oxychloride or mancozeb plus. Uh, they're different fungicides, but they both work equally as well. And right, copper what? Copper oxychloride. Yeah, or oh. Mancozeb Plus, and you need to actually spray now when you've got the little green hard fruit setting there. It's no use waiting until later on once it's getting, you know, riper and riper. Uh, you probably, in fact, could have even, uh, you know, sprayed a little bit earlier when the buds are on there. But uh, get to it now, and I think you should uh, have a fairly good success. Mm-hmm. Right. Copper oxy- uh, oxychloride, yeah. yeah, that's right. If you go into your independent garden centre, your local garden centre, and just say, look, I've got this problem with my uh, navel oranges, I need a, a fungicide, they will be able to guide you to the best one. And I would say they'll give you copper. Thank you very much. That is not a problem at all, Beverly. Thanks for calling. All right. Okay. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. It's Guarding Talk back on 2 and you are FM. Now, Scott, at the top of the show, you mentioned... Donkey tail. Donkey's tails. Donkey's tails. Donkey's tails. Not pin the tail on the, the donkey. donkey. What a great game that was. Oh, look, I bet kids wouldn't even know what it is anymore. No, back in back in our day. Probably some sort of app for it. It probably is, isn't there? I'm actually I'm going to look that up later. Yeah, it probably will be. <laughs> but, but how would that work? Because you had to stick a pin through the glass screen of your phone. No, so, and yeah. you'd ruin your phone. and you'd, Yeah, scratch it. Wouldn't be very good, would it? No, terrible game. Not like it. Remember, you could actually put the, the, you know, the, um, the donkey on your brother's back or something <laughs> and then pin it on there. That was always a lot of fun. What household <laughs> what happened to you as a child? <laughs> well, we'll talk about that later in uh, in therapy sessions. Mm. Uh, no, donkey's tail. Look, it's a Me- Mexican succulent. It's uh, really a great succulent because it becomes a sort of a hanging specimen. So you can have it in a yeah. you can have it in a, a basket up high. Uh, you know, if it's hot and sunny, you don't have to worry about watering it too much. But it'll just keep on trailing down and down and down. Uh, so a really versatile and easy plant to look after. The great thing about it, I think, is is, is its colour. Uh, it's not a. How would I describe it? I'm going to. You know, I'm always very good at describing colours. It's not a dark green. It's almost aqua. Aqua. Yeah, like a greeny aqua colour. Like a slimy sort of green. I didn't say slimy. I said aqua, mate. That's. <laughs> 
it's quite attractive. Slime. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, so it, it's it's a very very nice turtle green. Turtle green. Turtle green. I think that's a color. Oh, look, you and I need to get a color chart. We need to go down to Dulux or somewhere like that and, yeah. and get a color chart and see how we go. They'd hate us. They would, wouldn't? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine us painting even a white room. It just wouldn't go very well. So they they hang down, thrive on neglect. Uh, very easy to look after. And and if look, they're starting to get a bit straggly. They've gone down too far. You just give them a prune. And they'll just sort of reshoot from there and, and, and keep on going. They, now, the thing with them, though, even though they're incredibly tough and will uh, withstand, you know, drying out and all those sort of things, uh, they're quite fragile, I guess, if you, if you touch them. And uh-huh. I remember as a kid, this is, I was probably a little bit cruel if I found them around. You could actually get your sort of hands on them and sort of run your fingers down. That would take all the leaves off. So it probably wasn't a nice thing to do to the plant. Doing that, you're pinning tails on your brother's back. And I know. It's, it's not good, is it? Are you bullied as a child? <laughs> uh, look, I, look, it might have been mum. We'll just blame mum. Yeah, we'll just blame mum. Yeah, yeah. Best, yeah, we'll just blame her for, for all, the, <laughs> all the issues I have now. Why not? Yeah, so, uh, look, very fragile plant, but a very tough plant uh, if you get it into the right spot. Uh, you know, don't overwater it. Uh, nice full sun spot, and uh, you'll do really, really well with so that. that's one of those good plants that easy to look after. Yes, yeah, yeah. You, you can just, just have to go. be careful carrying it around, essentially. Put it there. And you're done. Or don't leave it near any cruel children who might just run their fingers down. Keep it. out of reach from children. Yeah, keep it, yeah. So, and a high spot. High spot. So it's, it's sounding even better all the time, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. And it just drapes down. It does, yeah. And the other plant I was, I was going to uh, quickly talk about if I... You've got a couple of seconds. A couple of seconds. Bat plant. Bat plant. It's humid, uh, really beautiful at the moment. And when the flower comes out, it does look like this bat. It's got sort of um, whiskers on it, uh, you know, and it looks like the face of a bat. Right. Yeah, really very attractive. Nice shady spot, humid conditions. Uh, it looks a little bit like a spathophyllum in its leaf structure, but the, when the flowers come out, they will absolutely blow your mind. Right. We might yep. have to delve deeper into that next week. Okay. Because we are out of time. Get some Batman references ready. Exactly right. Okay. Give me a week to prepare. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Scott Sharp. Thank you very much, and I'll catch you next week. Okay. Excellent. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com. <laughs>